Calling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment. Oh my goodness. I am so excited. I know you guys are too because we blasted us all over social media. This is Elisa, and we got Michelle. We have our wonderful uh, media, Michelle Gray, my co host, and Hello. Lee, and of course, the little rascal Eric. But we also have producer and author Stephen Simon joining us, and I just feel so honored. He, you know, is the uh, author and producer of the Academy Award-winning What Dreams May Come, and I swear to God, I loved that one. I watched it on in, uh, in the big screen. And he also has a new book, What Dreams Have Come, L- Loving <clears throat> Through the Veil, and I can understand that. With him is his lifelong partner, wife, Lauren, who has transitioned but has not really, I mean, you know, guys. Love knows no boundaries, even death. And I'm sure Simon, mm-hmm. you can speak to that, right? And we have Lauren here too. So welcome both. Well, thank you guys. I'm really very happy to be with you. Um, it's uh, this has been quite a journey um, yeah. with the book. And um, you want me to go back and 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 talk about how it began? You, it's yeah. All, it's all you, Simon. Uh, you know, go ahead, uh, Stephen. It's all you. I almost called you Simon. It's all you. <laughs> well, um, as Elisa said, um, my life has really been pointed, I think, towards this moment. Honestly, I think this is the culmination of my life's work. Uh, when I go back and look at um, the business projects, which are so much of my heart that I have been involved with that have meant the most to me, Somewhere in Time, which was my first film as a producer, and um, a film that is very close to me. And what, what, what's Somewhere in Time about? It's about a man who falls in love with a woman and has to travel through time to find her. And at the end of the film, they're together beyond the veil. What's What Dreams May Come About? It's about a man searching for his wife in the afterlife so that mm-hmm. they can actually be together. So there's, and then I, I, I co-founded the Spiritual Cinema Circle, which we operated for 16 years, where we sent out four movies a month to our subscribers that were, you know, uplifting, um, spiritually uplifting films. Mm-hmm. And so it, the tragedy that happened for me and for mm-hmm. everyone, they lose their loved one. And um, Lauren and I had both been married twice before we met each other. Both of us mm-hmm. had absolutely committed that we were never, ever, ever going to be married again. Mm-hmm. Um, she had two kids. I had three kids. And we met in a movie theater in a small town in Oregon. And mm-hmm. literally, we took one look at each other. And later on, we laughed about this. The first thought we both had was, with me, it was, oh, my goodness, there she is. And wow. with her, it was, oh my goodness, there he is. And we laughed about it because we realized that everything in our lives was pointing us toward that moment. And mm-hmm. we got married, um, had the happiest period of time, certainly of my life, mm-hmm. five kids. And it was an extraordinary, extraordinary experience. And we were together 24-7. Uh, wow. Unfortunately, in 2016, Lauren... Um, got stage three thyroid cancer oh. and uh, had to have both of her 
Lauren was a marathon runner when I um, met her. Oh. And I've never known anybody to, um, to be as into exercise and running as, as Lauren was. Um, it, it destroyed her. It destroyed her health, and mm-hmm. it, her health continued to decline. She went through radiation treatments, which I am convinced are the, is what actually led to her transition. But interestingly enough, three months before she transitioned, we were told by her um, doctor that she was completely free of the thyroid cancer, which I totally believe. He's a terrific doctor, and he was. But I came home from an early morning gym um, experience and found that she had transitioned in her sleep. Mm-hmm. And it, it was um, certainly the most devastating moment of my life, and everyone who is yeah. this understands what that moment is like. I, and I, I definitely yeah, it's horrible. I completely fell apart. Um, mm-hmm. For the next two months, I was a, a complete basket case, mm-hmm. and it, it it really just turned my life upside down. And mm-hmm. Lauren and I had about this a lot. Lauren is a very spiritual being. I've always been mm-hmm. on a very spiritual path. And we actually talked about this. And Lauren, a few months before she transitioned, one night, Lauren used to channel from time to time for both of oh. us. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, we need to design our afterlife experience. But I really mm-hmm. want to talk about the way we want it to be. And we did. And she said, you got to write it down. I, I will always believe, and I, I'm pretty sure now, that she did know that something was coming. But yeah. I just needed to be in touch, and we talked about how we would do that. But for six weeks, I could not connect with her. And then, uh, as we wrote in the books, it happened one night in a very particular way, and mm. I knew it was Lauren. Um, I, I completely knew it was Lauren, and now when Lauren is here with me, I always know, well, I shouldn't say that because then she's going to correct me. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I don't know, but most of the times I do. And I want to say what that communication is like, because a lot of people have asked me about that. Do I hear her voice? Absolutely not. I can't because her body is gone. You know, there's no way that I can hear her voice because her that that body does not exist anymore it, she she was cremated so yeah. w- what do i feel i i the best way i can describe it to people is that i feel her words in my heart mm-hmm. and in the book we talk a lot about people being in her heart there there was a a moment in those first 6 weeks when i was and it goes on i mean it's been 3 and a half years now yeah. and uh I still have tr- moments of grief at one point or another every day. There's always something. But Absolutely. I know. I hear you. Same, same with me. During that period of time, it was incredibly comforting for me. And then we just started a dialogue, as I, I said in the book. And eventually, one night, I, ha- I was so completely distraught. I called a dear friend, uh, Neil Donald Walsh, who wrote, the conversation oh, with God yeah. uh, Love book. Him. and Neil is a has been a dear friend of mine for 20 years and I and my brother from another mother as we always used to say and I mm-hmm. 
it took me a long time to get the words out. And bless Neil, he was so patient and he waited. And I said, Neil, I'm out of my mind with grief. And he had such a typical Neil answer. He said, that's good. That's good. That's very good. You need to be out of your mind and in your heart. Be there. Be there. And that is what this is. And so we talk about the moment in the book uh, in in, in which this actually became a book. And it became a book when I was having dinner with Neil and his wife, which I won't get into that long story, but it, it is in the book. And I realized that we needed to write this book and we needed to write it together. Yeah. which is we did and the book is now out and it has been so encouraging for me because really when you get down to it the the biggest reason we wrote this book is th- so that people would understand who go through this experience that you're not alone and you're not mm-hmm. crazy um, yeah, but- there are way too many people who have this experience and in the book, we lay out, you know, I, I give um, uh, an email address for people if they want to get in touch with me to share their experiences. Mm-hmm. And there have, I, I promise I would never, ever make, no one would ever read those emails except for me, and no one has access to them except for me. Yes. And the amount of people that have actually been in touch with me that have said, now I feel better because, you know, you're, you, you've been working in this field. You've made well-known movies. You know, people know the movies if they don't know you. And it makes me feel better. And then over the last week, I've had a, two different people tell me that they now are writing the book that they've always wanted to write but didn't have the courage to do it before. So it, it's really been an incredible adventure. But clearly, Stephen, you and Warren are light workers serving humanity in such a profound way. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, there, there is no question about that. I bet you anything, they're part of one of the big angelic projects, like with Veronica, Guardians of Veronica or Ariel. There's a lot of big angelic projects that, uh, that a very small handful of human beings on this planet are a part of. That, and I, I bet you anything. Uh, Eric, is he one of, uh, is he, he and Warren one of the, part of one of the big angelic projects that are being overseen by one of the powerful, more powerful guardian angels? Eric says yes. He says um, Project Earth. Project Victory Earth. Oh, that's Veronica. Yes. 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 And um, he says that um, they're representative. They're under the dominion of Archangel Michael Mm. and that they also are... um, he says their connection, so they've done similar type of, um, uh, he says, like spiritual work in other life. And he says many, many, many lifetimes. Oh. He says this is a very big one, particularly because they had committed to doing this in this lifetime at this specific time. And um, Eric is agreeing with you, Stephen, and saying that, Everything has led up until this point. It has all been amounting to this point, and it's a very important message, a very deep and passionate message about mm. an extraordinary connection that has led to a very extraordinary connection that knows no bounds, that, yes, many people do experience and don't have the courage 
to be able to say, is this really happening? Or am I, am I losing my mind? Am I mm. really, you know, am I really speaking to the one that I love, that I, that I feel that I've lost? And Eric says, this is so important. Such important work. Well, I know I understand because I went through the same thing. Is this really, maybe I'm just trying to make myself feel better. You know, maybe I'm just imagining that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. People struggle with that because we can't see spirits. They're not in the visible range of the electromagnetic spectrum. And the more depressed we are, the lower vibrational frequency we are in that visible range. And the harder it is for our loved ones to kind of reach us because they vibrate at such a high frequency. Um, Stephen, do you know of some of your other lives you've had with Lauren? Have you already found out? Or do you want Eric to tell you one of the biggies? No, no, we we do. We, <laughs> we're we very aware of those. Um, okay. This is something that. we talk about. And I know that um, Lauren and I have been together for a very long time. Not in mm-hmm. every lifetime. Not in every lifetime. Mm-hmm. But uh, several different lifetimes. And... We talked about that a lot when Lauren was uh, still physical, and Mm -hmm. it did lead to this. I know this. I know this is very important work, and I know, look, I'm 75 years old. Mm -hmm. I've been making movies for 45 years, and um, I'm no longer actively making movies. Um, Frankly, I'm too damn old for it, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) There was a wonderful director Mm -hmm. named John Hughes who was asked how long he was going to direct movies and he said as long as my knees hold out <laughs> and but, and it, but it's a great answer it's a great answer um yeah. this really now this book and um in, encouraging people that we're at this particular time when a lot of things uh, obviously are changing you know the world has never been through what it's been through the last 18 months ever right. all of this and i'm not just talking about the pandemic i'm talking about everything you know, mm-hmm. the splitting of opinions, the splitting of families. Um, now it's vaccinated and unvaccinated. There, there's so many things that are going on that there mm-hmm. is a big shift on. And I think that one of them, and certainly our corner of that, what I might call our corner, is um, people in, encouraging people that you can have these conversations. And, and we talk a lot in the book about how do you know such an interesting process because you brought up the fact that people are saying, oh, am I crazy? I'm afraid to say this because my friends will think I'm crazy, you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. How do you know? The answer is trust your heart. Yes. And we talk a lot about that in the book. This is not a head thing. Mm-hmm. You know, our brains are computers, and that, that is what they are. Mm-hmm. Our hearts, there's a wonder, there was a wonderful movie many years ago called Bandits. And there's a great line in it where um, Kate Blanchett plays a character um, who's, who talks about um, your heart. And what she, the line is, the heart is a mysterious organ. It plays by its own rules. And yeah. I think so accurate. You know, a lot of times we're feeling emotions and we say, I can't find the words because there are none. Right. Yeah. Or none. Yeah, we don't have it. It's, it's the language of the heart. And, and you're so It is the language of and – that's know, a big we, change for a lot of people. It's a big switch to yeah. be able to, you know, say, I trust my heart. What does that mean? Well, work on it, you know. Uh, when right. you feel it, 
it eventually will be something that becomes easier and easier and easier. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it, it's just an amazing journey. Well, I want to talk to Lauren too, but let me say this, uh, you know, what I've well, I, I want to think about, I just want to say one thing about talking to oh, Lauren. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I don't channel Lauren. No, that's fine. And I can't speak for her. No, 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 no. I was wondering if Michelle could channel her for us. But we don't have to. If she wants to, you know, that's fine. If you don't want to, that's cool. No problem. No, I. It, it's not something that either one of us feel comfortable about. Um, All right, this that's is fine. A, it's a very personal that's relationship fine. between Lauren and myself, and um, it, it's something that we want to keep in that way. Yes, um, I understand. Not have it go into other areas, you know. This is a yeah. very personal experience between Lauren and myself. And it should be. Mm-hmm. But but living, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we we can have a choice of leading our living our life in fear or living it in love. And if you want to live it in fear, that's all brain. That's all the computer, right? Living li- living your life in love. That's where you really have to live through your heart consciousness, like you're saying, like you and Lauren are saying. Can you tell us more details about the book? Stephen? Excuse me? Can you uh, uh, say some more about your new book? Sure. So um, the, the book is <clears throat> really, is uh, we talk about what happened, and then there's a lot of dialogue between Lauren and myself. And every single word that I wrote down of what Lauren transmitted to my heart um, is, I believe and I hope, accurately portrayed in the book. I also think that people will be, will, will be glad to hear and maybe a little surprised to hear that, that there's humor in it because the biggest... <laughs> Lauren wrote me a card once when she was still physical that mm-hmm. said, teasing you is my greatest joy and you are my greatest love. Oh. And this happens with a lot of couples, you know, and I... Boy, we laughed a lot at me. Oh, did we laugh a lot at me? And I gave her, and we gave, because I do this all the time. I give people such great material to laugh at me, which is fine. <laughs> I do yeah. think that that's one of the things that, it, certainly in America, unfortunately, we have as a country lost our sense of humor. Yeah. Um, you, you can't laugh at things anymore. You have to be careful about what you laugh at and what you don't laugh yeah. at and stuff like that. And people are so highly sensitized. I love the Lauren teases me all the time, and you can see that in the book that um, that it is still her favorite pastime, and we go through that, and then we talk an awful lot also about what is this world we're walking uh, walking around in? Is this the real world, or is the other side of the veil the real world, and this is the illusion? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's a big question. So, what's the answer? Oh, we had to find that by ourselves. I, oh, the, uh, I'm not sure that the, I, I know what my heart's answer is, and I know what Lauren's heart's answer is, but it doesn't mean it's the truth because nobody no. can prove it one way or the other. But um, we both believe that it is that this is the illusion and the other side is the real world. And, yeah. you know, I it's agree. very interesting that quantum physics over the last five years Almost yeah. all the work in quantum physics is just on that subject. Is this yeah, an illusion? Reality. We've created this reality. Our spirit, 
our true essence have, you know, that's collapsing the Schrodinger wave equation, changing waves into photons and creating rea- our own reality. So, yeah, I, I, that's why I think that we have created this illusion around us. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm so happy to hear that. It's so much fun to be able to talk to somebody that, that, that has <laughs> the same feelings, you know, about things. And these are our feelings. Obviously, you know, when someone is skeptical and says, well, do you have any proof? The conversation's over. Oh, I because know. once you're asked for proof, then you, you can't. I can't. I can't prove this. And, I, you know, I had someone ask me, Recently, Stephen, can you absolutely 100% guarantee our listeners that this is real? And I said, no, I can't. Of course not. I'm 99 and 9 tenths percent sure that it's real. But if I'm going to be honest, if you're saying, could I possibly be making all of this up to comfort myself? I can't 100% tell you no. I can tell you 99 and 9 tenths percent no, but if I'm honest, I can't. And I think that's one of the great, it's one of the great feelings of this is that we can't, quote, prove it, unquote, to a doubting mind. But that's not what we're here to do. We're not here to. We're not here to be spiritual. I mean, I'm just talking about myself now. I'm not here to be a spiritual missionary. I'm not here to convert people. You know, that's not, I respect everybody's opinions. You know, my, probably my dearest male friend in the world is a devout evangelical Christian. Mm. And we love each other tremendously, but we see things completely differently, which it used to be, that, that was okay. You know, you could still have friends that you completely disagree with, but it's about that issue, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, you know, in, this is that type of thing that we just have to be secure in our own hearts that for us, we know, but in the outside world, everyone's going to have to make up their own mind. Exactly. We have to honor our own truth, and that's a truth that we can find in our hearts with faith, and faith is, is huge. And I'm not talking about Christian faith. I'm talking about faith that your heart is speaking the truth to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that is, uh, I'll tell you a wonderful story about that when you, when you yeah, hear, it all comes down to physics. Hear, you know, there are no accidents and there are no coincidences. Exactly. All right. right. So, yep. um, I told you, I, sw- I spoke briefly about the spiritual cinema circle, which we started in 2014 and then, um, mm-hmm. uh, it closed in 2020 for a whole bunch of different reasons, but we had a, a, a terrific, um, 16 years. And mm-hmm. when we were doing the circle, Everything that we sent out to our subscribers was meant to uplift them. We would record our conversations because what happened is that I, every time we would do a, a month of films, we would send out three shorts and a feature, and I would do a discussion with a guest or something on camera about that, the, the films that we talked so we could have a conversation about it. On November 3rd of 2011... We've been married five years. I had a heart attack, and my heart stopped four different times. Mm. Um, twice in the house when the, uh, the EMTs got there and revived me, once in the ambulance and once actually going into the hospital. Um, when, you, when your heart stops four different times, the survival rate is less than 1%. Mm. 
Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I survived. Gosh. You were supposed next, to. The next day, the next day, I was in ICU and Lauren was in there with me. And the woman who I operated the spiritual cinema circle with for years, um, Anna, who's a, Dara, who's a dear, dear friend, um, wanted to talk to me and, and got a hold of Lauren. And Lauren, you know, handed me the cell phone. And Anna said, do you know what got sent out yesterday? And I said, I, I don't, what? And she said, volume 11 this year. We sent it to our subscribers yesterday. Do you remember what the feature is? And all of a sudden, I remembered what the feature was. It was called Listen to Your Heart. Oh, wow. Oh, goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. <laughs> there are sometimes things, you know, the universe is not so subtle. Yeah. Especially with us stubborn people. It can, it can first knock us with a feather, then a little ball ping hammer, and then eventually a sledgehammer. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> So you are a funny guy. I mean, I am such a fan of the Bill and Ted um, Excellent Adventure, <laughs> all this, that whole thing. And you're responsible for that. Oh, I'm now we're going to get down to it. I can always tell who I'm talking to uh, <laughs> in an audience. But when I talk about what dreams may come, it's like, yeah, okay. Somewhere in time, yeah, okay. Bill and Ted, yeah, dude, party on. You know, people <laughs> get know, very excited. I loved, that. I loved it. It was so uplifting. Tell me about why that was part of your spiritual path. If there was any real portrait of what am I talking about? Tell us about that. I, I, I have to tell you, looking back on it, um, I actually didn't, I, if I remember correctly, this is a long time ago. This is now the, the 80s. Um, I read that script because it was written by the son of Richard Matheson, who wrote the book and the screenplay for uh, Summer in Time and also wrote the book of What Dreams May Come, who was a dear friend. And um, those guys, Chris and his partner, Ed, um, had submitted the Bill and Ted script to their agents. It's a typical Hollywood story, by the way. And their agents had said, this is so bad that we're not going to send it out to anybody because you'll never get work again. So they were crushed. And Richard said, before they throw it away, will you please read it? And I said, yeah, well, I've never laughed harder reading a script than I laughed it's at so that. so amazing. And I said, your agents are crazy. You need new agents. And I sold it the next day. Wow. But hey, I really the same people that, that, that panned Coneheads, which I also love. So. That, oh, was that the Dan Aykroyd movie? Yeah, I loved it. But anyway, so why? Yeah, I don't remember that movie that well. I don't remember that well. That that well. That was a, Bill and Ted was a lot of fun. Um, and it it was, and I I think say something about, it does have that element, time travel in it and like that. But I always saw Bill and Ted as just a really fun comedy. Yeah, it's great. Uplifting and funny. Uplifting and funny. I'm going to watch those tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and we won't about the dreams may come was absolutely my favorite. And I know a lot of people listening have have seen that and were very touched by that story too. So um, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that colors. I mean, the, the dreams was a twenty-year journey in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard gave me the galleys um, for the book when we were in prep to shoot mm-hmm. somewhere in time, and um, I remember reading that that book 
um, in one night and uh, calling him and saying, uh, I've got to find a way to get this movie made, Richard. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take a long time. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I will not ever stop until I get it made. And that's a whole conversation. That's a whole hour by itself about how that film, yeah. all the near misses we had and everything else. But it, at, at the end of the day, I'm really, really proud of that movie because, boy, did we ever push the envelope. Yeah, that's Beautiful really the heart of a you have such a courageous heart to do that, especially back then. Now maybe it's yeah. a little easier, but it kind of reminds me of you know uh, Eric's uh, book that we channeled, um, "My Life After Death and Memoir from Heaven," because he does also take the reader on his journey from moments before his death to his death, crossing over, visiting his funeral, all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff, life review, and and just what what the afterlife is like, at least for him, the bark, how it was alive with these different kind of creatures. The guy was just everything so different and buildings made of actual spirits. And it's just very, very interesting. I mean, it just almost takes out all the mystery of death really in the afterlife, but it's mm -hmm. kind of, yeah. And that's a, that. you know, it, it is a wonderful yeah. thing for all of us. Um, I, I will tell you that at this stage in my life, um, I have absolutely no fear of death. I'd rather not yeah. have it be a painful one, <laughs> but right. I, uh, because I know that, um, <laughs> as uh, Lauren's surrogate mother said to me when I was saying, you know, I just all I need, all I really want is for Lauren to be there at the end. And he, she said, "Be there at the end, Stephen. She, if you're in bed somewhere, she's going to be standing over you, grabbing you, and yeah. saying, let 'Let's.'" It's about time. Let's get out of here. <laughs> so I, I, you have these feelings and you know that your loved one. And I, I want to say that for a lot of people, this is not a, a, a husband or a wife. You know, it right. may be a mother. It may be a daughter. It may be a grandchild. You know, it may be yeah. somebody like that. It doesn't just have to be that kind of romantic love because no, right. we all kinds of connections in the world. And mm -hmm. this is certainly... Um, a, an area where the connections are heart-based, they aren't logic-based, and mm -hmm. I, I know a lot of people are going through that as well, particularly yeah. after this this last 18 months. Yeah, right. COVID. So many people have lost loved ones to COVID, and you know, senseless. Uh, there was a lot of resentment and anger involved in these in those kind of deaths, and yeah. So I just can't wait to get your book and read it. And y'all, you know, where can we get it? Because I think people should buy several copies and give give them away to people in pain or people, just anybody. Seriously, this is. Oh my goodness! Thank you so read. much for that. Um, it is available exclusively at Amazon. We published yeah, this book ourselves, and we decided that from day one that we weren't even going to think about another publisher because I know if I tried to do that that, uh, well, we need to change this and we need to change that. And oh, say, no. hey, guys, you know what? I'm not going to change the words that, that we spoke to each other and the experience that we had. Good and so it is uh, available exclusively on Amazon. You can go to Amazon and just click in what dreams have come, not what dreams may come, which is the film. <clears throat> or you can, go, <clears throat> excuse me, you can go to our website, which is what dreams may come, excuse me, whatdreamshavecome.com, and all the information about the book is there. 
That's awesome. You know, what you just said reminded me of my experience with the Simon & Schuster publisher that published My Life After Death. Uh, You know, it's all channeled, word for word. I typed out every little thing that Jamie Butler um, came out of her mouth, and I knew it was him because he cursed like a sailor. So apparently the first time when he crossed over, he looked at at his where his body should have been. He said, oh, my God, where's my dick? Oh, no, they wouldn't have that. They said, no, 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 we had to change that to the word penis. I said, I'm sorry, there's no way he would say penis. What about prick? No way. He's going to say dick. He said dick, and we're keeping the word dick in that paragraph. So from that, from that point forward, they said, okay, we're not going to change anything. So. I, I can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat that with it. I bet you can, Stephen. Stephen, no, you I, if, if we take calls, and I wouldn't and even. Try. Have, I'm sure that's people a, would like to hear more about your story too. Is that okay if we take callers? Sure. Okay. All right. Um, you guys get some uh, wonderful questions for Stephen. I know they're going to want to ask Eric some questions too, um, but uh, let's go ahead and start with the 571 area code. Hi there. How are you doing? Hi. What can we do for you? Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello? Okay. Oh, good. Hi, Stephen. I was just looking up your your, uh, book. It looks wonderful. I think I may order it on Amazon. So I'm happy that you were able to... uh, be in contact with your wife. That's, that's what a pleasure that is. Yes. Um, well, thank. I, you. I, I hope you appreciate it, and and uh, I hope it, it it touches you. And again, um, please be in touch after you've uh, read the book. It's something I really look forward to readers being in touch with me and letting me know what they feel about it. Yeah. Oh yes, of course. Thank you. I will. Um, although I have a question actually for Eric. And um, it's about my son, uh, Kyle, who's, um, after our, his brother passed, my son, Stephen, his name is Stephen, too, with a PH. Um, Kyle's never been really that well afterwards. And I'm just wondering if there's something going on in him because he, he doesn't get out of bed and he's 27 years old. Well, maybe he needs to read so, Stephen Simon's book. I'm wondering. <laughs> No, I mean, you know, people are nuts here for a reason. But, Eric, what what what, what can we do for Kyle? Hmm. You know, the first thing that Eric is saying about Kyle is he says that he has a, a purpose with service for other people and helping other people. And a lot of what he has experienced, um, you know, with grief, um, part of that is a catalyst for him. But to help him, you know, to get through this grief or through this period of grief, he has purpose with this. Um, okay. Yeah, but Stephen died seven years ago. Yeah. And Kyle doesn't like to hang out with people. He's very, he's like a hermit. He doesn't like socialization. He doesn't like working for people. Customer service, he's had those jobs. He hates them because everybody's mean. And so. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that and that's so I can't, thing, I can't see that. he he has um he has a lot of doubt. Eric says, um, doubt in people. Um, but he says the the one thing Stephen or Stephen, sorry, um, he's disconnected from any type of fun, any type of joy. 
Eric says if yes. there's something that he could connect to that he would feel some passion in, because him jumping out and wanting to do something for other people, it's not just going to happen like that. You could tell him something like that, and it's not going to make any sense to him at all. Um, but to connect with something that he felt some sort of passion to, Eric says something that would help him get up out of bed, something that would help him um, feel some purpose. And so okay. what would that be, though? Because I tried that with him. He, he doesn't know what he wants to do. He, he has no purpose, and he doesn't have any passion for anything. He just sits on the computer and, and then lays in bed. That's it. There's no passion for anything. I mean, I've been trying for this for years. Yeah. Sometimes something up got, to them. Tell me what the passion is, for God's sakes. I need something yeah. here. The kids, yeah. you know. Well, <sighs> give her some practical advice. It's possible. See, the thing is that Eric keeps saying that he's got a lot of doubt. He doesn't trust in himself. And so part right. of this is something that he has to work through because he says he, he completely understands from a mom's perspective and watching him go through this is completely frustrating. But he says this is something that he has to try and dig out for himself. He says yeah. that he, even if you were to say to him, you know, because Eric says he would benefit from some energy work. He would benefit from some scalar work. Um, some of that would help him because it would help raise his vibration a little bit because the thing is, is he's got himself in a cycle and being in a cycle, um, there's a lot of things that he can do. He's got talent. Um, he's got creativity, but he's in, he's in a cycle and Eric says he would really benefit from any type of energy work to help lift him out of that. But he says that he would also benefit from talking to somebody. Yeah, read, read Stephen Stephen's book, and maybe there, there's something in there because it's sort of nudge to to these um, shows, uh, you know, like for a reason often, and you know there may be something there that will give you an idea, you know. Okay. Okay. All right, we'll talk later. All right. All right. Thank you. You bet. Yeah, you, know, you know it's really hard. You want to help your child, but if you, you want to help people you love, period. But if they're on their own mission and they have to learn the, the spiritual lesson for themselves and they have to struggle on their own, it's so difficult. Right, Stephen? Yes, it is. Oh, it definitely is. You know, they all come in with their own personalities and, and their own missions. And uh, as, you know, you can have your, your first child can have this personality. Your next child can be a completely opposite personality. And as you said, they come in with... Uh, with a different mission, what they're here to do, and their soul knows. Um, I knew from the time I was really young that I was going to be involved in the film industry. I just, I knew wow. it. It was just a part of my yeah. being. And so Maybe, when you come in with... Go ahead, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Now, I'm wondering if in between lives, you know, regression, uh, if that would help people like that, so they can like, okay, what am I here for? just regressing them so their soul can lead them on that journey through that regression to their between lives moment where they were planning their life. Do you think that would be something that would help Eric and and Stephen both? Um, Well, he says, Eric says, mom, he says, yeah, all of that stuff will help, but he says he has to want to do that for himself first. Oh yeah. Because right now he's, you know, he says that 
he's got a lot of creative potential, and he says there's parts to him that has to do with his spiritual mission that he's not connected to yet, but it can't yeah. be coming from anybody else to do it for him. So if no. he was willing to do that, Eric says yeah. if he was willing to do in between lives and do some investigating, he says, yes, that stuff would really help, but it's got to mm-hmm. come from him. And that's the hardest of part course. is that cycle that he's in right now. Of course. Okay. Um, well, we'll take somebody from the 714 area code. Hi there. How you doing? Anybody home? Hello. Hello. Hey, how Hi, are you? Hi, Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Good. Thank you. Hi. You know, I'm really sorry. I didn't really know anything about Stephen. I just looked him up really quick. And it's funny. What I want to ask is that I love my dreams, and I can communicate with people in my dreams, and I absolutely love it. And since COVID, we've been socializing a lot with family, and I always fall asleep at the same time, like at 8 o'clock. And um, my mother-in-law thinks, that might be a problem. But I'm thinking, I don't think I have narcolepsy. I just love my sleep pattern, and I get these dreams. So I don't know if that is narcolepsy, which I don't really believe it is. It's just, I can't imagine. I'm maybe, just, get dreams. Maybe, that's what, maybe that's your thing, journeying through your dreams, learning through your dreams, communicating with the others on the other side, communicating with your higher self, communicating with your spirit guides, communicating. I don't know. I mean, Stephen and Eric, this would be a great question for both of you guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, Eric's just saying hi, and he just says, um, he first of all just wants to say to you, does that make does it feel it good to do that? Yeah, he goes, there's your it. answer. There's your answer. Yeah, I, he goes, it's not narcissistic. You know, you yeah, you it's almost you. have to fight everybody because they think I'm crazy. I'm like, oh, leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, yeah, and he says, so. and that's the key here. He goes, it makes you happy. It's what feels good to you. And he says, and you're getting something from it. And he says, so this is a, a time to just say, hey, thanks for caring about me. Thanks for your words. But you know how it makes you feel inside. And he goes, keep doing what works. Great. I Thank agree. You. That sounds like. Stephen, I, what do you I think? I literally spent. Yeah. I mean, do you, you uh, have a movie about dreams, although they're a little bit different. Anything you want to add to that, Stephen? <laughs> Well, uh, only that I know that um, people who have a creative bent often get messages and inspirations in their dreams. And um, I know certainly um, with some of the projects that I have worked on in my life, I have certainly had that same experience. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, dreams can be uh, very prophetic and they can be very comforting. Um, that's really all I, I, I would say about that. No, that's a pretty good thing to say because you're so right. I mean, and also people channel in their dreams and maybe Maggie, maybe you're doing that too. So just tell those naysayers, be quiet. I'm going to about to take a night. Well, I'm going to go bed. No, I'm kidding. Don't By the way, Lauren, morning. <laughs> Lauren, uh, when she was physical, and she still does it in, in a whole different way, but Lauren was quite a gifted intuitive, and yeah. she passed life regressions. Uh, that oh. was something that Lauren <laughs> loved to, to be able to do. Um, so it, it, it's a, 
I, I'm, I'm very familiar with, with um, this world. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if, if <laughs> living with an intuitive is a very, <laughs> very interesting thing for people who have not had that experience. When your wife is sitting across from you and she says, you haven't heard from your friend Michael in a long time, have you? And I said, no. And she said, he's about to call. And the phone rang. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And uh, it, 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 it's a very interesting experience now with her, particularly now her with, with her on the uh, on the other side of the veil. That's fantastic. Wow. You know, we have a, a dear friend that we sort of he was having a lot of trouble um, after nine eleven, et cetera. And you know, he, he's a medium, and so we befriended him because he had nobody. He was a very lonely man, and so we had him come to our Friday night family get-togethers. And my son Lucas knew he was a psychic medium. He was like so nervous. He went upstairs. Oh my God, he's reading my thoughts. He's reading my thoughts. Oh, keep your thoughts clean, Lucas. Keep them clean. That's funny. So, yeah, it's, it could be challenging to live with a psychic and, well, basically intuitive. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. You know, my, <laughs> I know you, I'm sure you guys know of um, Allison Dubois, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, Allison is a dear friend. And, <laughs> when I, when Allison and I first became friendly, um, she I asked her about her husband. And she said, "I'm married to a rocket scientist," and oh I was sure she meant, "Yeah, I'm married to a really bright guy." No, it's and true. I said, "Oh, really? He's really smart." And she said, "No, Stephen, he is a rocket scientist. He designs <laughs> rockets for NASA." Oh, that's funny. so. That's I've a very interesting medium. couple. I've been my binge the media series until the last one was over and I, I, I went through a grieving period, I swear to God, because I felt like that was my family that just left me with that last episode. But go ahead. you were, had, That was more to that story, huh? Oh, I was just saying that I, I'm, you know, w- when we talk about these things and of course, Allison immediately, Allison was really wonderful with me about this because she said, and, and I, I, I think that maybe what, when I say this to you, you'll understand why I said what I said about, uh, about, um, Lauren being um, the the way we do communicate, and mm-hmm. the reason why I don't let I, I don't go I don't go to other mediums or other intuitives to mm-hmm. interpret Lauren and I. And the, actually, honestly, one of the main reasons is that Allison very strongly warned me against it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she and I understand why part. too. She said, "You have a very clear channel. I'm not going to tell you mm-hmm. a damn thing. Okay, you have that a very clear part. channel. The two of you just keep it that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. And so anyway, that that that's the the reason why I'm hesitant to bring anybody else yeah, into this. Of course, of course, I totally get it. Yeah, know, that makes you, sense. Yeah, you you are telling her words with your heart, and that's enough. And that's good enough for you. It's good enough for me." Awesome. <laughs> I, Not, I admire that. that. Freaking cool. All right, got one from the 919 area code. Y'all be looking up Amazon right now as we're talking. What dreams have come? Look at the veil. Uh, authored by Lauren and Stephen Simon. So go ahead and be looking at that and click buy, purchase. I already did. Um, but Thanks. yeah, go ahead, uh, 919 area code. Hi, everyone. Hi. Uh, I'm Angela. Hi, hi Angela. Alisa, you've already hi. You've already done my super portal work and my hormone work, so I thank you. And 
I did Reiki shortly after that, and they said I was wide open in a good way. Uh, so good. thank you. It's it's working. Um, I did Jane's awesome. yesterday, and mm-hmm. um, I was with Jane yesterday. And um, so I have a question for Eric. Um, you had said I needed to ask my guardian angel's name and the project that I'm here for. And I also wanted to ask Eric, yesterday with Jane, I had trouble uh, – Fully letting my higher self in, and I—that's worried well, that's me because hard. I've been, I think, yeah, yeah, I've been that, fearful, that is and really, I wanted to know if it's Yeah, I had trouble yeah. with that too. What do you think about that? Yeah, and I, you want it so much, you know, and I've been, and so you finally reach out and say, oh my gosh, you know, can I do this? And then she's like, you're kind of holding her at bay a little bit, so we're gonna have to work on that. And I'm like, okay, I'm willing to work on that, but I remembered, oh, you guys are on tonight, so I. I wanted to ask the guardian angel question, uh, and, and you said what project I'm on because that's important to me because I want to know my next step. I am going to meet with Jane again, but I wanted to know if Eric had any tips. Meanwhile, you know, like, Angela, here's what you can do. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's it, you know, like, it's harder to say just, like, relax. But, <laughs> you know, what do you think? It's like, my higher self doesn't like me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Mine no, probably is sick I'm of me. I'm rejected. I'm rejecting myself. Uh, <laughs> no, your higher self loves you. Eric says your higher self loves you and is very excited. Yeah. Actually, this is a really exciting time for you because he says that there is um, there is a, a shift. Um, he says there's you're in, in transition or you're in a shift right now. Um, right. Okay. So first of all, guardian angel. Um, so he says, interestingly, you're, you're right under the project earth. He keeps saying earth. So is, is this, it project um, history earth? Cause that, yeah, let me tell you that, that is the, I, I also have the guardian angel, uh, Veronica and it's really rare. It's like in project victory earth there. Are, and of course, Stephen is in Lauren or, seem like they're part of this of course you can channel your heart for that Stephen. only 7500 humans on oh. the planet that are part yeah, of this big angelic project victory earth designed to help with ascension okay. of the planet and humanity basically does that ring okay. true to you simon i'm sorry say again hey simon Ugh. does that ring true <laughs> to you uh, Stephen? that that you and lauren are part of could be part of project victory earth which is 7500 humans that are part of this angelic project called Project Victory Earth designed to help with the extension of the planet and humanity? Is that really I hope so. Um, I, I really hope so. You know, I'm, I'm very leery um, sometimes about um, that type of thing because how can I explain this? Um, as I've said before, I'm, I don't feel like I am a metaphysical missionary. Mm-hmm. And when we wrote this book, we were very conscious of the fact that this was not going to be a mainstream book. Right. Because the thinking and the feeling in it and the experience in it is anything but mainstream. So what I have always, I mean, what dreams may come was made for people who would relate to it. Somewhere in time was made for people who would relate to it. Um, Yeah. This book, and so whether there's 7,500 or 75,000 or seven or, or seven and a half million, I don't really myself pay a lot of attention to because I don't think I'm going to speak for me now that right. I 
I'm here to change the world. That, that I've never felt that. Um, and we talked about that a lot with the spiritual cinema circle. Well, we are uh, all. My work is really here. about, ins- I hope, I hope, is about inspiring people to become that change. You know, when, when what was that ah. wonderful, what, that wonderful uh, phrase from Gandhi, be the change you yes. want to see in the world? Right. And what I'm hoping is that, that the work I've done and now the work that Lauren and I have done will encourage people that there is magic out there and there's magic in your heart and you can do all of this stuff yourself. Lauren stopped seeing clients because she said to me, honey, I just, I, I, I really think I've taken people as, long, as far as I can. They need to take it from here. I don't want them to yeah. count on me. You know, I, I want them to be able to do this and trust themselves. So um, I, I think that's where we, we see ourselves. Stephen, I'll, I'll, I'll just share with you and say that, that Eric is agreeing with you and just saying that this is exactly it. it it's not about being out there mainstream. It, it's about doing your part in your corner of the world. And so it's not to, to be part of something he says... It's a you know, are you, you guys hearing a chime back there? No, that's my yeah. daughter. She keeps trying to FaceTime me, and I finally put okay, radio. Okay, I thought that was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he just, hey, we all know that experience. I know, I know. He says that what you do. You might be changing the world, um, Stephen, just through inspiration, you and Lauren. It's, it's in your own way because he says exactly what you're doing right now. It's because he says it's often, uh, it's a very humble experience and it doesn't mean that you're out on a great big platform and putting something out for millions of people to be part of this. It's a, it's a chain effect, he says, but I will say something else too, that you said, Stephen, that, that you commented that Lauren said, and this rings very true for me. And I, I think this is important to say that, um, something that Eric works with me and has taught me that I believe in very strongly is that I'm here to help other people connect for themselves. Good. And so yeah. it should come to a point where they don't need me anymore, that, yeah. that I'm here to help show you, to help you listen to your heart. To yeah, help to work you yourself out of a job. That if you need it. That's right. And, and exactly. that's what it is. Because yeah. we can all do this for ourselves, and that's the most important thing. Um, so just to get back to our, our caller here. Yes, we didn't um, forget to say about the higher self because we haven't forgotten about yes. you. Um, so Eric is saying that this is, um, this is a really big piece of trust for you because okay. um, he says that y- you want to be able to sit and practice before you have your next session and that he says sit and practice and put yourself in a um a state where you're calm he says because the hard part is is the mind the expectation the you know am i hearing it right am i and he says and this really is about the body it's what are you feeling he says try to connect with your higher self with using your body Mm -hmm. higher self You know, we're sitting down together. I'm calm. Can you allow me to feel the presence? Because your higher self is always okay. connected, never disconnected, right. and will always be there. Right. And feel for some, some subtleties in your body because you're very body concentrated. 
So you can right. feel a lot in the body. So play with that. Right. Eric says really play okay. with what your strongest suit is. So feel okay. it in your body. The easiest thing mm-hmm. that I've learned, because yeah, I, I, I have a higher self that must hate me by now. Gosh, she's a pain. <laughs> but no, I know. I know that's not true. But, but, but it's like ask it yes or no questions and see what it feels yeah. like. Maybe okay. it feels like it's up and down in the pranic tube, This, you know, yeah. certain certain feelings that you can get just by practicing simple. Is my hair blue? What is my underwear purple? Right. Whatever. Simple little things. Yes. Right. Yes. And right. that's so, exactly yeah. it. And feeling, that's a great one, Elisa. I appreciate that because when I was talking, I appreciate that. When I was talking to her, you know, and I was going through and we were trying to, you know, uh, and I was, I did contact, you know, the higher self. I was just, like Mm -hmm. I said, keeping her a little bit, a little bit higher than she would have liked to have been. And and, and Mm -hmm. they said, that's okay because, you know, you have free will and we won't go beyond that. And for some reason I'm taking baby steps, but I'm doing a big shift. So that's exactly what you guys are saying. So I appreciate that. But did you, is my guardian angel the same as Elisa's in? Do I have Veronica because I'm under the earth or uh, who would, is there a name that I could, you I'm know, actually, have? I'm actually my... getting that you have Ariel. Oh, Ariel. Okay. I think that's Project Unity. Ariel. Can't remember. But anyway, okay. um, it's all Great. in names. It's, you know. Yeah. You <laughs> Thank you they so much. Like names over there. You're much. welcome. Okay. It, anyway, just so, leave Thank me you so much. <laughs> thank you. No, by saying, by saying. Thank you, Stephen Simon, for and Lauren Simon for all the wonderful work you've done. You yes. are truly, you know, a, a beautiful spark of light in humanity. And I, I actually feel a lot of love for you right now. I really do. Yes. So yeah, oh, I just want to thank you. I, I accept it with gratitude. Thank it's wonderful. I'm buying. I'm buying my copy as soon as we get off, Stephen. I can't wait I to read it. It's coming, mine's coming September second. Everybody Perfect. buy a copy, please. All right, thank oh, you. that's well. Guys, please let me know. And uh, this has been an enormous amount of fun for me. Um, thank you both for like um, inviting me dick. in. That's what thank you did. You. you like to comment about the dick. I'm kidding. Eric, oh, yeah. That was, that's, listen, to, to me, that's the highlight of the show. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't think you to act like to talk like that. Well, kind of I did. Hey, as I said, we have to laugh. There is a, a wonderful phrase that goes back even older than I am. It goes back to Voltaire in the 1700s. And it's one of my favorite things, which is God is a comedian playing to an audience that is afraid to laugh. Oh, I love that. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. awesome. And also, we what can't an forget, awesome note to end on. Yeah, but we can't forget Michelle Gray at the healing com. I love you, Michelle. Thank you. I, I love, love you. you. And now the new love of my life, Stephen Simon. Thank you so much for all the work yes. you've done. I really am very grateful. We're all Thank grateful. you. Thank you. Thank you guys Eric so much. Says, was... Love you, Mama. Love you, everybody. Love you, Stephen. Thanks for being here. And love you, everybody listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Awesome. Bye. Bye.